Good morning. So uh, on this occasion, we're going to uh, discuss the, uh, the main subject that we uh, are learning currently in this kailo, which is Hilkas Mekvois Le'iyuna. Le'ishakailo, of course, gives, Baruch Hashem, he gives Shiyorim Le'iyun, practical Shiyorim, I'm not here to be Masigvul. But uh, just to fill in some gaps on... Uh, some episodes, some stories, history uh, relating to some of the discussions in Hilchus Mekvois, and uh, to give a bit of an overview of those uh, historical matter, those historical incidents, those uh, halachic discussions in those cases. So, on this occasion, I'd like to discuss an interesting chapter in the history of Yiddishkeit, keeping Yiddishkeit in America, before all the yeshivas finally took root and all the, what you'd call today, uh, communities uh, took shape the way we're familiar with today. But in the period before that, when, uh, as we know, as as is well known, it was uh, quite challenging to practice Yiddishkeit exactly uh, the way one should and in a way that would last. The young generation that that grew up here didn't take anything uh, for granted. You couldn't uh, expect them to accept uh, just anything. And uh, what uh, maybe their Zedus understood as a Dover Pashat was not Pashat to the young American generation. The older people sometimes were a bit, uh, you know, despairing. They didn't uh, feel like they uh, could carry out, uh, you know, do things exactly the way they should be done. So as a result, very often what you ended up having was that there became like an American version of different aspects of Yiddishkeit, thing, you know, different details that ended up being different than the way things had been done before. It's not to say that everything, you know, everything that was done the way it was done in Europe was always amazing or that everything that uh, was done here in America, I'm being Mazals, a lot of people did uh, try to keep uh, Yiddishkeit to the best of their ability. But uh, we're... We're overgeneralizing. So one of the examples of this, which uh, is probably long forgotten uh, nowadays, um, and you'd really, uh, you'd really have to take a special interest in it to, to discover this, is that at, uh, at some point, about 100 years ago in the United States, before, from like 1900 to 1940, 1950, uh, the first half of the, the 1900s, there was... Uh, there was a phenomenon throughout the United States that uh, they made McVoys exclusively using tap water, using water from the plumbing, from the pipes, no rainwater, no Mayan, none of that, just the tap water. And this was with the uh, endorsement with the Hiraz, Hiskamas of the G'dayli HaRabbanim, the worst G'dayli HaRabbanim in America, Hashvi Rabbanim, and uh, it was their uh, site they agreed. Um, I love that. And uh, this this continued uh, this continued even a bit after uh, you have the new yeshivas and the Haredisha communities. You still had some holdovers, some uh, mikvahs in the fifties that still uh, operated that way. Until with time, they all got replaced, and uh, it's been entirely forgotten. So this is this is a very interesting subject from a halachic perspective, from a historical perspective, from the history of the halacha perspective. This also touches on the general question of 
how is halacha decided? Assuming that the people who are matter in these cases hadn't just made a terrible mistake or deluded themselves, assuming that it was a legitimate psaq. So when do we consider a hetter like this? Like, oh, this is a hetter with the agreement of the, the daily apayskim. When do we say, oh, this is a terrible pirza, you bring matter things, according to shittas that are not fida halacha. And, you know, it comes to mikveh, if you learn, if you just learn all the shittas in Yishayinim, yeah, would, we, would we be able to guess on our own exactly what would be up kapaskan halacha mice or not? It's not so, uh, not so simple and straightforward. So before we actually uh, discuss that subject, which I want to discuss, I want to touch a bit on the, uh, the meta halachic discussion, the overall discussion going on that touches on a lot of inyanim and mikveh, which is, are we looking to be machmir, are we not? Who said what, in which case? So in general, generally speaking, on this question of how do we pass in a mikvah, there are two general quotes, quotations, that represent the two sides of the discussion. So I assume everyone uh, remembers the first shach in the seminary shalaf. The shach says that the Be'eris, you have a well where there's a Mayan that you dug the well, but there's a Mayan within the well. So uh, it's a Mayan gomor l'chol dover, like the Marek said, like the Be'eresif said. If you look in the Beis Yosef, so the Marik, he quotes the Marik in Simon and Vav that the Marik said that Be'edas Asim Bideyadam that there's what there's Mayan Nevea, even though uh, the water isn't going anywhere else, that's uh, a Din Mayan Gom. So if you look in the Marik itself, though, you'll see that the uh, the main background. What was the whole premise of the discussion in the Marik? So the background to the Shail and Shuva was about regarding Achshash of that whether Gimel Lugin, Mayim Shoven, Pasol, Amaya. That was the discussion. And right in the beginning, here the Bardic writes there that you have Paiskim that Taina, Paiskim that say that, uh, that the Gimel Lugin, Mayim Shoven, Pasol, even a Mikvan Evea, even when you have uh, natural water uh, in the Mikvan. So Shita, don't uh, think that this uh, supports the, the Svara, that there's a difference between a pure Mayan and a Be'er, also be the Yadam, and that's why they're being Machmer by the, the Mikvah Nevea, because it's, uh, it's not really a Mayan. No. They, if they hold that, it means they hold the Chlam, that by Mayan, Gimel, Lugim, Mayan, Shoven, or Apostle Mayan also. There's no distinction. That's, that's where the two uh, issues come together. So that was what uh, the Marek was discussing. So what should they do practically if there's a, a Shaila of a Be'er, there was a well, and there's a Shaila of Mayim Shoven, which as he established is identical to a Mayan. So what do you do? So this is a din that comes up in Shulchan Aruch and Se'if Mem. Assuming you got up to there. So if you look in the tour, in the Kata Shaykh to Se'if Mem, so the tour wrote that if you want to take the water out of the mikveh to clean the mikveh, and you're afraid that uh, water is going to splash back out of the keli, which you're using to draw the water, and Gimelug and Mayim Shuvin are going to fall into the mikveh once there's less than 40 se'ah, and it's going to pass with. So the Torah said, make a hole in the bottom, and then even when you're drawing buckets out, whatever you're drawing out of the bucket is not actually considered Mayim Shuvin due to the hole. And then the Torah says, and if it's... Uh, Spring, it's it's not as we've been discussing. So the Torah said straight out the mine is not nifsul b'shiva. If you look in the basis of there, basis says for kasafti leel. Where's leel? So that was uh, in the basis of negayat rekat of sif tazvav. Because if you look in sif tazvav, 
So the Mechaber says, Mikvah that has a Borim Se'ah, or a Mayim Koshu, you can be Shoyev, whatever you want to put it in, even if it's more than the Mayim Shoyev B'Tchila, and then you have the Hagav, the Namah there, it doesn't matter what came first. And the command if mem the yeshchalkin he sends us back to this uh, ahead to this if mem which is where the argument where the, where the discussion really happened. So back there in sif tezvav when mechaber said that uh, it's not a problem. So the Beis Yosef quoted there and said, that there is a problem of shulven and amayin if there's if there isn't memsa. And the Marek and that Shuva essentially was being Cheshesh, Lechatchila, to that Shita. Kalmakim, the Marek wrote that if there's no option, there's no solution, whatever solutions there might be. So Marek said, I hold that if they had never actually closed the hole from which the well goes into the, from which the spring goes into the well, so it was connected to the source the entire time. So if it always had a shame Mayan, then we're going to say, the Medic says, we're going to say that it was never a nifsal from the Shuvim, even though they are the Paiskim that are Machmer with Shuvim and Amayan. But Kedayim, a Paiskim Amatirim, Lismachaleim, the Kolshikim Bishasatchak. Now that may have been actually uh, in Medic Simonon. Hey, there's two Simonim there on this. But the of course, and he says that the Marik was Marik a lot about this, and at the end, the Marik said, Save Dover, from all these reasons, I say, Devada, if you're able to clean the Be'er, and if and where you don't end up with three Lugan Maim Shovim, that's uh, very good. But if there's any Doichik, and this is going to start causing complications, it's going to cause a Dichoy, a, a woman won't be able to be Taival until. Uh, no, it's, going to, it's going to delay the date, delay the tevila. So then, anyway, claw that she should be delayed from traveling. It's just kind of a vaita chashash, all these svekas in this chashash, to be mavato b'nesi siromi, period of Rivia. And the big quote is, v'cholamar v'chominus b'isit d'rabonon, she'ekelu b'echacham kolkach, k'di lavato b'nesi siromi, period of Rivia, aymen ani d'einoi elo mena masmihin. This is ridiculous. V'loi motza yod v'ragla b'vesa medesh. What do you say? So that's uh, that's the big quote from Marek on this matter that uh, it should, if it ever comes down to delaying the tevila, then uh, then you're off track. So the Bish Yosef, uh, so the Bish Yosef here, this is in Bish Yosef of Sif Mem. So uh, Bish Yosef says, "Lanias daiti, I think it's a chumri. Even Marek goes too far. I think it's a chumri yaseira to be cheshesh from Ayim Shuvman Amayim because the Paiska Hamah for Samim said that it's not, and he says that's what the Mishnah seems to imply." So I feel the chatchila, and he wants to say that even the kubid marik, after shamarik gam huzayz ima, kubid marik really also knows the truth that you shouldn't really be cheshesh. But uh, because there were people, the, the, the people that were coming to pass the mikvah over there, even b'diavid, so uh, you know how far do you want to push back? So filu i yavirin lohu kol tuzayu. So he's sort of saying, according to the bishayis, if the marik is saying, even if I agree with the mistake you're making, ain't the paisle b'diavid. But that really the Marek doesn't even think it's a problem. There was a quote to Sadash in there that uh, after he said that in Mayim Shuvim Paislim, however, the Tumas Sadash said the Minik B'cholam Akaymas is to be Makbid. The Pile and Shulchan Aruch Sif Mem, the Mechaber wrote just like the Torah without any changes. 
نفصل بالشئيفة بعدين ديز دراما كي صار نصيف تزواف دراما سنتنس تصيف مام دراما ساز مكو ماكي مناقل أحمر قام بمعين because yes, chol can answer the shiva pesalas, and therefore the chol should be machmer to make the hole in the keli even when you're being shy from a mayan to make sure there's no problem. And if you didn't do that, and you were shy bikli shalim, and it seems that three lugan fell into the mikveh, uh, so if you're able to, uh, and, and now you're just keeps on you keep on having this problem, and you want to clean it and clean it in a kosher way, so if you can close the holes, the kalos tevla achmer. But if there's a Torah God of a Dover, but the Avil, you didn't do it. Yesh lismecha makilin, the Saverin, the Ein Shiva Pesalas b'Mayin, Kikain Eker. So what you're seeing here is first we have the Marek himself with the lashon, that lashon that he wrote, that quotable quote. If you add too many chumras and you start causing problems, that's a bad thing. You have the Machaber who agreed with him and took it even further, and then you have the Rama who essentially brings the same position, the Marek exactly. That Chachili should be Machmer, but with the Avid Torah Godel, you should be Saimech Makilin. That's the Eker. This uh, this ma'arik and this approach are also uh, cited by the Beis of Halach Elamaisa in one of his tshuvas. The Beis has Shaos tshuvas uh, Avkas Reichel. So if you look there in Simon Samachalaf, so uh, the Beis writes there the Machaver. It says Advar Hamikve. There's a mikve in the market, and uh, the person he's writing to also ma'ar on it, and he was telling them they can't toivel in it. And he was telling them instead to go in the Nahar. So Machaber uh, says, I have to tell you my opinion, the mikvah and the merchats, we're going to explain a little bit in a second, is kashabli safik. Kol shikain, if you have nowhere else to travel except in a Nahar, because pshita mebiyato bekutcha, that this mikvah with whatever problem of shuvan we're about to discuss is a lot better than going to the Nahar. The Nahar is a much bigger problem. And he says, what, so what's the, what do you want to pass for the mikvah? So he mentions that you want, you want, you're, you're tining that, uh, because it's in the merchet, so um, there were the balonim, there were the bath attendants are washing the begadim. Maybe he means they're washing the towels. And uh, they wash the, let's say they wash the towels in the, in the water itself. And then they take the clothing out, and you have water dripping out of the, the clothing. And that's considered shovim, which is its own uh, subject, that uh, shovim begadim. And uh, also another issue is, is that um, apparently this, the water was coming through a tziner and they used kadim to fill up the water from the tziner. And when they were filling up that water, you also had water splashing out of the kalim into the mikvah. So uh, the Beis Yosef says in the Shuvah, says, Valzani, that it's not nifsus. First of all, he says, so, yeah, the, the, the towels that I'm familiar with, the water that drips out of a towel, or the water that uh, splashes out of the cod, it's not gemolugan. You don't have a shear of, of solar. And if it's less than gemolugan, it's not paisal, basics. Uh, and he says, because gemolugan, everyone knows, like, no one today probably remembers what a rattle is, but uh, rattle is an Arabic uh, measurement of liquid. It's the word leader sort of uh, transposed into rattle. Uh, I think in the Rambam, there's different kersais throughout the Rambam, if it's litra or rattle, when he mentions this shear. Anyway, so he says, Gimel Lugan is a chazi rattle, and chazaka, uh, the baggage is out from Baba Merchet, so the water that splashes out, it's not chazi rattle. You know, you put it in the terms we're familiar with, it's not that, not that amount. 
Ah, so you're going to tie in a file. One towel or one cod, but there are multiple towels and multiple codem. So uh, what if they squeezed all three or splashed all three at the same time and from three them together, it's mitzanef. As, as long as it's uh, if that's all happened simultaneously. He says, oh, we're also not chayshish, and he gives a whole uh, hope to explain why. Sveikus and Sveik Sveikus. Hmm? Three, three lugan into uh, where, there's, where there's not memsa. I mean, that's, that, that would be the problem. Um, so the so the, 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 he says that's bchalov. We're assuming that shleisha lugim are possible bchalov on a mayim. I can make shaman because if you say that, as we've been discussing, if you say that it's not the place of a mayim, so then even with all these reasons, it's not a problem. So he gets back into this that he was also the case he was making in the base itself. And all the Paiskin and Shrim and all are asking to be Maksha, like the Marik himself says, and the Marik, and the end of his Shuvah said that if there's any Daichik, it's going to cause a Tichui. So it's not a Roy to delay for Shash Rochik like this, with all these Sveikas, Marbachominus, Mavato Pirvirivi, and Elmanasmim. He quotes the same quote in his Shuvah and Afkas Rechel. And, uh, it was, it was a Mayan in Amerchats. That's what he said in the beginning. It was a Mayan in Amerchats. Uh, and the assumption is that it would ha- may have happened when the mikvah was chaser. So, uh, so that's what he's saying. That uh, in this case, in va- even if vaday nafla teichik gimel luga mayim shuv and kisha haya mikvah chaser leinefsa bekach kiven demayinu. So I, I don't even have to care about all the other issues. It's a mayim. And there's more to the shuvah there, but uh, you know he gets into the why this is definitely better than a nohar. So here you see that uh, this is the mechaber is going with this uh, shita, not just in b'seisif shulchan aruch, but even in a ma'aseh shahay alach Now another place where I saw this ma'aseh uh, quoted is actually in a very interesting shuva by Rab Eisel Hummler, which is printed in uh, in Chonariel, which is mostly tzchidus, but there's also other nyanim there from Rab Eisel. It's also reproduced in the sefer Toldas Yitzchak Isaac that has uh, material on him. And they added Semar Makaymas. However, uh, from going through it, I see there are a number of Militsis and Ramazim, which were not uh, sufficiently adequately explained in the Mar Makaymas. But anyway, what Abaisal is doing there is Abaisal is arguing with a non unnamed Rav who uh, apparently had taken issue with the Alter Rebbe's Tikkun HaMikvah. And uh, this Shiva Rabaisal, I, I found it's uh, Bar 11 seems to quote it the one place that I could find in the Sefer Tukumikvah is actually in Taras Mayim. Tulishkin brings it uh, in a few places. But otherwise, it's not, doesn't seem to be quoted that commonly. It's not so familiar. So uh, and there's a lot of interesting Nakudas in there. So I'm going to take the time to go through some of the Nakudas, including the final one, which relates to what we're discussing. So Rabaisal begins in that Shiva. Very sharp. There's a sharp tone throughout the tshuva. He's standing up for the cover of the Alter Rebbe. He calls the Alter Rebbe the Lushen Rabban Shlokopni Hagayla. So he says this person wrote wrote back a couple of pages. He calls it Ma'ate Ha'echos Rabbi Hakamos. Big in quantity, not so much in quality. Um, against the Alter Rebbe's Tikkun Mekavai. So before he even starts quoting Tainus, he immediately launches into this uh, shtikla. Today, we're all considered chaylem when it comes to cold. To just explain the basic justification for why we're trying to put together this uh, system of heating the mikvah. So uh, we're all considered chaylem. 
And that's but it's nice that Chash that Yitaka won't be tovel properly. And uh, he mentions a concept in halacha that Tairisha uh, has namanas for things that are going to get to her. But when does she have namanas? Only when there's no tircha. Once there's tircha, then uh, you have and psachim atzlanius, which is its own subject, you know, its own discussion. And uh, the minig, you know, he mentions the minig to heat the mikveh already spread before the Alter Rebbe, even though in the early mikvehs in the Rishonim it says pretty clearly, even in Shulchan Aruch it says pretty clearly not to toivel in hot water. I'm going to mention it again later on, and that's perhaps uh, you know a share in its own right for a different occasion. The history of uh, hot water in a mikveh. So he says, rich people maybe can pour hot water whenever they need, but poor people don't have uh, that kind of quantity of hot water. So therefore, the Alter Rebbe, due to all this, the therefore the Alter Rebbe had to make this takana, and it's takana kvua for rich and poor alike, that uh, the system to prevent the mikveh from getting too cold uh, too fast, the way it was until then. And he says, especially according to the Alter Rebbe, that according to the Alter Rebbe, if you're making a hole, the whole has to be Berech of Tafach, right? It says in Tikkuni Tikkun HaMikveh, Tafach al Tafach Merubah, Shu Yeser Ma'at Mimait Sirimayin, for those who remember that whole discussion. So if you have a normal box with a hole on the sides, that's gonna, it's gonna, the water is gonna freeze very fast. And the, the Reisel mentions, Mashahaya HaMinig Mikadem, there was an, an existing Minig Lassus Kamen Barza, to make it like a faucet, and to close the hole when you put the hot water. And then to open the hole when it's time to toivel. So that way you're hoping that at least for the moment of tevila, it, it, it is hot, even though the hole is big. So he says, I assume the way that Al Tarebbe did not like that. It's very easy for things to go south, to go wrong, because what if you're going to forget to open it? If it's very much totally an opening by every tvila. What if you forget to open by a tvila? And I already have experienced this uh, with you know people using the old takana. Uh, so I had a shayla, I had a case where this happened. Something similar happened in Kremen Shuk. So, uh, not a good idea. So, you're going to have the hole with a faucet and close it and open it. It's too risky. So, that's why the Altadev came up with the whole system, with the holes on the bottom, and then you put it down, and the hole isn't really allowing water in. And then comes a very interesting shtickle uh, here in Raiz. Raiz says, According to this, where the mikveh is not actually directly open and connected to the, the to the bur, so it's just water, it's mechunas, and you can't consider it a din of meimayin. Who cares? Azava, which is you know the din here, is not. Uh, she doesn't need mayim chayim. But karev leimer, here's a very uh, unusual uh, statement. The karev leimer shamedaktik shetia atvila dafka b'mayim chayim over about taisif. So uh, it's a whole discussion about, you know, should be he goes all the way to the extreme and says that if you're Makban Amayim Chaim, it's about Taisif and you're, uh, looks like you're, uh, you have something wrong with what the Chachamim say. And uh, I've seen some Svarim nowadays that quote it, it's like a Chiddush, you know, oh, this is what he said. And uh, clearly this is, uh, 
as also comes up later, and the Shiva clearly, even though he didn't you know, spell out exactly what the person was tithing, but apparently that seems to be part of the taina that according to Alter Rebbe, it's, it's sort of its own thing. Do you see anywhere else where people are not on my time? So he says, It happens to be that in Russia, where there is a lot of wells, it was very common to dig wells and to hit the, the springs. It happened to be very common that there were a lot of Mayanas. But it's not Bedafka. It's Meimara. So Meimara is not a, it's just, it's, it's pulled up in a Meimara. That's why it would go bad, as we know from Chazal. So uh, there's no Diyuk and Mayanas at all. And then it says, anyway, even the Mekvayas that we have in, in our Medina, the way it's built, the Mayan isn't coming from the ground, it's coming from the Dvayfen. And he explains that that means that it's not actually a Mayan. So no one, no one cares about the Mayan. So the Alter Rebbe's Tikkun isn't uh, changing anything. And now he starts going through specific tainus that this Rav, this unnamed Rav, uh, mentioned. So one of the tainus this Rav seemed to raise was that um, what about the Nemanus? Right? We have the you have in Sivdalids uh, the Ramah, the Mikvah Shaisa Chaseru Lefanenu, and then you found it full. So one of the things it says there is that. Uh, Vada Yisro, Milo Aiso, Yid filled it. So then, Kshayra, Dereva, Matsuri, Neitzel, Mikva, Arbekian, so Avada was Behachshir, and Kolshikin, if Yisro's Lefaneinu, and he tells us that uh, he filled it Behachshir, that he's Namon, Behachshir, Beyode, Latakna, because it's something that he could have done. So if it's something he could do, so we might as well believe him that he did it. Kaigavna, Erachanam, Yisun, and I was all in Sev, Dalit. So it seems like this Rav. Was being aware that in the Alter Rebbe sticking a mikveh, maybe we shouldn't uh, be so trusting in this uh, scenario. So he quotes a little bit of this rov. As far as I know, the whatever this rov wrote has not appeared in any other source. We only have whatever revised was quoted from him. So he quotes the Rebbe saying, "The Rama says it's something he's able to do." So we have to make sure that it's beyond the takna. And he threw in this rough threw in the whole hecha this chazak that when you have a chazaka at the mikveh is not kosher, so the standard to establish the mikveh is kosher is high. And that rav wrote I'm not so sure why is it always beyond the takna. Every aid that tells you that mikveh is kosher, he was able to make sure the mikveh was kosher himself. So. Uh, Mashma, that what the Zerav was trying to say was that the way this mikveh is designed, it's totally in individuals. Mashenkin, maybe the way normal mikvahs were set up, uh, it was more of an achray, not uh, fully clear, but he seemed to be higher on the nemonis issue in this case. So Rabbi Ezel said, if you're talking about this mikveh, how is it biyadai? So it's simple. If you, are, if you had no choice, just smash a hole in the box, and, uh, and then it will connect to the burr, and then uh, it will certainly be kosher that way. It's not that hard to fix it uh, in that way. Um, and anyway, when you have a mikveh chaseira, that's not called this chazak yisura, uh, which is a, its own topic for itself. In this case, the mikveh on its own fills up. You put the box in, and then it slowly fills up. So uh, certainly uh, it shouldn't be considered that, uh, oh, how is this mikveh, you know, it's certainly say it's chazak yisura. Ah, yeah, then we do have higher standards. We don't just uh, trust anybody. So he said, If you're looking, you understand. There's no comparison. There, we're concerned about the level of Bikius. 
If he knows the Isra Hatter, and we just want to know whether we should trust him, how is Bastin's investigations going to help, he says. You can always do whatever he wants, if you're being cheshish to that. And we never heard that Bastin is muzer to check the reyes after the baidik is baidik the reyes, and uh, to, to second guess, to double check if he's doing a good job. We never heard that they checked the, the knives of the sheikhet after he shechted. Because I shouldn't even be writing this, but, uh, you know, just in case someone got the wrong impression from what this guy wrote. So, it would be interesting to see you know, how that lines up with uh, the approach of Akshayim today, and maybe, maybe that's for a different occasion. He writes more in this, in this vein. Then, he points out that actually there's an interesting deal in, in say the Tikkunamik for the Altarebbe, because at the end it mentions a Shemer Nemon. When it came to making sure that it fills up properly, it said, take of Shemer Nemon to make sure that no Shuvim uh, falls in until the box fills up. But earlier it didn't say Shemer Nemon. Earlier it said to warn the Balon. Right? When it said that the Goiva Hamayim should be seven Tvachim and they should make a mark on the box. Warn the Balon who's in charge that he should uh, never pour hot water into the box until he sees that the Mayimak Shadim are up to that line. There he doesn't mention the Shem and Amon. So, Muslims are like this. It's not so, uh, you know, it's not so easy in the beginning. So therefore, the Alter Rebbe Taka said, you do need a mumcha, you do need an expert, someone who's a shemer nama. So that's how it works. Masha'enke, once the mikvah was fixed, and now the balon is just uh, pouring hot water in, and that's all he has to do. All you have to do is warn him about the line, and uh, if there's a law, if it's below the line, not to pour anything at all. And uh, he'll also be very careful once you tell him how this works. He'll be very careful, and he won't pour unless this is the simon. And for him, that's uh, it's very easy for him to just stick to that rule. What else does he have to do? And um, and he doesn't lose anything out by uh, by sticking to that rule. So, of course, he's Nehman. There's no shot over here. And anyway, he's uh, still uh, upset about this Chazak Yisur, calling it his Chazak Yisur. So once they fix the mikvah properly once, now it's a Chazak As far as you know, the mikvah is good. So uh, the Baalun is also Nehman to tell you that he's keeping it right. Another thing the Rav had commented on was that the Alter Rebbe said that when the woman goes in, she has to hold on to the bottom uh, part of the of the ladder of the steps so that her hair doesn't go above the above the water. So the Rav wanted to tie that oh, this is an issue of nemonos of the trusting the woman that she did it exactly like this. So now Rizal gets uh, the most upset. He says he seems to say he himself doesn't know who he's arguing with. He says. So I don't even know who I'm arguing with over here. So I don't even know what to say. He says, because what he just said now is not even a ray for the guy who wrote all these asagas until now that I didn't think too highly of. Even though all the tainas until now were nothing, at least it was respectable. It was loyotsumi gather er bachachamim. The pasuk erv aina and my darshans erv chachamim aina betalmidim that uh, be more something at least you're being more uh, avert. 
But the, what you said here about the manas of the woman, no child would want to make this mistake, or at least a very junior Talmud want to make this mistake, that we shouldn't give the manas to a woman when it comes to their own tevila. The whole Taisvist, the whole thing with Chametz is that uh, you need a dick to Godel, but uh, to tell her that she should put her head on the bottom rung of the ladder, that's not Tirchi Yaseda. And that goes for everything related to Mikvah. It's not Tirchi Yaseda. I just, I don't understand. We want to, uh, to aid them to stand there by every tvila, every woman who goes to the mikvah. We should have, uh, you know, two people standing there to see echtet pa'anu b'nes Yisrael, and then to go, uh, go to the husband and give betaydas edus that we saw that, uh, she, she tabled the right way. We never heard of such a thing. We never heard of, uh, anyone being the fact book. And why all of a sudden are you waking up regarding this shash of the hair floating in this design compared to every other zahiris in the whole tvila itself? He says, and I don't know what he was thinking. between this and that. So he discusses a few other things there, but we're going to get now, we're going to move on now to the final Indian, which is Negea, to what we've been discussing here, which is cleaning the box. So when you clean the box, you have a shash, you have a shayla of shuvim, you bring shay of water. So in Shuvan it said, you make a hole. Now, it seems like this Rav wanted to be mefakpik that uh, maybe only in a Mayan it would work uh, to, to, make, to make a hole, but, or a small hole, but if it's, uh, if it's not a Mayan, as we established, this is, it's, a, it's a water in a box, so then he's being chayshish. So uh, Reisel said, from the Ramah, it seems that it's uh, being chayshish for both, and this is the solution for both. And anyway, he said that the uh, pile. Rav Mikvois don't have it in mind, as he already established in the beginning. It's not like Kastam Mikvah is a Mayan. Either because it's near Nahar, which is that whole discussion, and the Aizel mentions, V'hamoyfis l'zeh is Shamayim Shem Mikvah, Shavim B'goyva Tomit L'fi Hanar, L'mei Hanar. You always see that uh, the water in the hole is exactly at the same level as the water in the nearby Nahar, so that's how you know it's not really a Mayan. And even if it is a Mayan, as he said, if it's not, the hole isn't on the bottom, if the hole's on the side, it's not really a Mayan. So, and this is the mikvah. This is all the mikvahs. You know, there's no difference between any other mikvah and what the Altareb is doing here. So then, why, why are you picking on Altareb? We don't even have to get into that because Fakar, of all uh, mikvahs, the Altareb system is the best because you literally have a very nice, professionally crafted, smooth box. So you can actually clean it very well until there's not even gimelugin left uh, in the box. You can mamas dry it out. Use kelim ketanim and a sfoig, and uh, it's, it's a smooth box. And anyway, we explain that the minig of using the kelim with a hole, even the size of a adasha, yes, you can even use that in this mikvah. Wouldn't be a problem. And this is where he brings the mikvim. Like the mikvim said at the end of the tshuva, he quotes that if it's going to cause an idichoy, and he's talking about Mayim Shovim, this is the, the topic. In the element of Asmim, I thought they have much other than Agubay Samadrish. So, uh, and he says, anyway, it's ironic. This Ma'ar has all these Shashas, Penegea, Suffolk, Mayim, Shovim, which is where the Ma'arik says what he says. And the Shashas that I mentioned in the beginning about if you actually had a, just a cold mikveh, the Shash that you won't table properly, that's Shashas Gemuris, Umidino, Ubirsa Deraisa. So, uh, you know, pick your battles. Why, why do you care about that more than this? Good, bad, bad, good. You have it all backwards. You signs. It's a Isaac Epstein from home. 
So anyway, so we see that's, that's one side of the discussion of uh, the, the Marik's uh, statement about in uh, element of Asmin and what's the other rag of The bottom line is the the well, ultimately, uh, that's, you know, everything else, there's many, many shittas, but if you're not fully in the water, that's just, uh, even if Chazal don't have to mention it, that's just, uh, that's in Tevila, if you didn't table properly, you didn't table. So, uh, why did the Rishayim not, why were the Rishayim not concerned when they get cold water? I, apparently, they didn't see any problem. That's the Taina, that uh, in later generations, we're not handling the cold water the same way. But, uh, like I said, maybe we'll have a discussion about that whole history about the, the hot water and the cold water. So that's that's on one side. Then on the other side, you have the famous, it's pretty famous because it's quoted a lot, the Tashbets and uh, Chuvis. You know, I'll give a little background there. The question was about a mikveh that was pretty small, it was on the small side, and the walls were not straight and proper, and uh, there's water seeping out through the cracks, which means, and because the mikveh is so small, so that means that the shear is always at risk of being depleted, so they're always being moist of mine through Amshacha, and one of the questions was simply like, what is even, how do we measure this? So that was one thing he discussed. Then he says, Mashikasafta, that uh, the walls are ruined, and there's water seeping through the cracks, and you always have to add water through Amshacha, so that's fine. And even with Adam Shacha, it's fine, because as long as there's Memsa, as long as we can verify that there's always Memsa uh, that hasn't uh, seeped out, and the Schila problem isn't a problem here, which he discusses. But Mikomak, uh, even though it's kosher, ideally you should make it a little deeper in the ground or make the walls higher. It's always better to have more of the shear. Koshike, that you're telling me that the walls are not uh, built properly, and uh, every day the water is getting less, and you can be chayshish, that will get so low that the woman, Pashat, here's the chashash of just the tevila itself. She won't be able to be uh, bent over in the proper way. It'll end up being a chatzitza. So, and you should also, he says, Pashat, practice. You should uh, take some sids and, you know, cover the walls so it should become waterproof and uh, don't rely on beiris nishbarim ashaleyachilu amayim, like the Pashat says. Um, whether you're using Hamshach or not, that's not the issue here, because it has Memsa, but uh, you should fix your mikveh. don't have such a dilapidated mikveh. Then he says, Yesh lachosh for the raivid. The raivid of, if you attack a half, less than shir mikveh, and then, uh, meaning if you, uh, because you're constantly, you tell me, you tell me this mikveh is constantly losing water, and you're constantly putting in Mayim Shuvim, so according to the raivid, of so ultimately, uh, over time, that's what's going to happen here. According to the Shittas right? you're literally, uh, the original water is, is dissipating and uh, it's slowly being replaced until you'll get to, until you get to Raiv, until Raiv in the Mikveh is going to be this Mayim Shur that you keep on pouring in to be Mashlam. So even though the Achreinim or Maskeim, and even Mekai Gavin, it's kosher, because you're doing Zriya, and the Nos and someone else is talking about Mepedis, and Mayim Shuvin, Koyoi Mene Paisel, um, so whatever you're putting in is bottled to the mikveh. Mikol makem, this is the key quote from the Tashbits that became like the quote. Makem she'av she'latakin v'lotzi dey kol ha'svekes e'en roi la'achnes reishenu b'machlekosin. If you can do it and make everyone happy, why get involved in a machlekes? Of course, that whole discussion, nothing so on, it's its own major topic. We'll get back to it a little bit soon. Uh, 
So this became mamish like a quote, like a sisma slogan for many paiskim. You see this especially in the Sefer Chibur Latara by the Hardenstapler, where he mentions it right in the Akdama. He right in the Akdama he says that uh, this is what the Tashbit says, and he says Bavurzet for this very reason. This Tashbit that inspired me to malakit all the days, even the ones that are not quoted in Shulchan Aruch Lalacha, because that way we'll be able to know how to make the mikvah to be yitzah, even the opinions of the Machmirim, even if the Balach is not uh, paskened like them in Shulchan Aruch. If you look in the New Chibalatara and the Ha'aris there, they're Mitzayin Tamor Mekaris. Another source that uh, is Malakit Mekaris on this is actually a kuntris called Kaivitz Taras HaMikvah. came out in the last few years. doesn't have a name or details of the printed. It's like an anonymous kuntris. And it's written sort of for uh, persuasion reasons. It's meant to persuade whoever's reading it that Baragabe Bar is the best. So in Perek Aleph of this Kuntres, you can find it right there, Chachma. So in Perek Aleph, he has an overview of Kitzer. Huh? No, there really is no information. It could be someone knows. I didn't have a chance to ask around if it's known, but... Uh, well, if it's for Baragabe Bar, sure. Uh... So in chapter one, he has a short overview of the history of Mekvayas and how they were made. And then in chapter two is, is this topic, the chayva, the obligation to build a mikvah kshayla, a chaladeus, and takes this point to the extreme. And he quotes just endless svarim that all have these lines, these quotes in the, in the course of the Shaktavataria, that you want to be here to call a deus, such as the Tashbits. He's like 21 k'tayim uh, over there like this from across the spectrum. And then the countries, the next chapter talks about what would be the problem with the way Zriya is done today, and what would be the problem with the way Ashaka is done today, and then, you know, what's the solution? Burg, I'll be burnt. Paramamish, though, to just quote the Tashbits, to just quote all of those Mekaris, it's uh, it's not giving you the full picture. We see there are Mekaris Mitzat as we pointed out. There also are a lot of Mekaris that don't necessarily touch they don't have a quote in there that touches on the general question, like, how do we look at McVoice? But the Poemamish, either they're Machmer or they're Mekel, according to whatever the issue is at hand. I see, I saw that they're Metzayan, that you find uh, the Bechassam Seifer, the Divrei Chaim of Tzans, are on opposite sides of the coin. They, they take opposite sides on, on two different issues. In one case, you have the Chassam Seifer, who's Cheshesh for the Shita of the Mardchai, Benigaya using wood, uh, wooden pipes, Maybe there's a guma in the uh, in the in the pipe. David Chaim responds very sharply. Who who's I'm aware of. If we're being why are we tavling in hot water? B'chlal, it says in Rama in Shulchan Aruch not to tavel in hot water. Maybe be cheshesh to that. And uh, we know Bismana Kadmoyinim, they talk a Ramat, but not to. What, what's with all Tidish Tadis Yimacha? And uh, they're already wearing a Kabul, the Shita, that says it's Asr. Afu Pikein, all the G'daylem, and all the Tzadikim, they're all Ramatir. So uh, if that's how we uh, react in that case, so Mikol Shikein, to be Cheshish here, for Adas Yechidi, that was Nidcha from all the Achreinim, for the Isi, B'Kehilas Kedoshis, already saw that Chash B'Kehilas, established B'Kehilas, use wood for the Mekveh. However, actually, in that shiva, the different Chaim does continue and say, but in Bonu Letakein, he does give us a, a suggestion. And uh, again, hot water, that's a topic for another time. 
Um, so there you have the Chsam Sefer being cheshesh for uh, the Das Yachid and Levi Chaim saying that's such a obscure Das Yachid. Why would you be cheshesh for that? Midach Gisa, you have a big, big parsha with the Chsam Sefer. The Chsam Sefer uh, was matir uh, mikvah with two bayis using zriya or ashaka. I believe I saw somewhere they say that this Chsam Sefer with these uh, bayis that's pretty much the beginning of the history. Meaning until then, mikvahs were just done as holes in the ground. And Chassam uh, Sefer being matured, this system, that's sort of the beginning of the new era of Mekvayis in Europe. So when the Chassam Sefer wrote, this is what you do. You fill, you have two bayis. You fill one bar with 40 saw ma'amshim. Then your mamshech, you bring shuvim into pamshacha, and it's connected to the second bar. So you pour it into the first bar, and then it uh, spills over into the second bar until both bayis are full. And he says, then he says, from now on, simple. You empty whichever bar you want. And then you can pour shulvim directly into the second bar, and it will keep on refilling, whichever one, empty, refill, empty, refill. And he said, there's no pickbook. He made, he made it sound like it's mamash, like the chatchila. That turned into a huge discussion of those who came after him. What's with the Ram Raibid? Nothing so monopolesome. The Debre Chaim is considered, so in this case, Aksam Sefer is saying uh, it's no problem. The Debre Chaim is considered the, the one leading the, the Machmirim. Now, if you look in the Svarim of the Halmetzer, who's a name that comes up a lot when it comes to Mikvayas nowadays, Rebchananu Yomtov Lipadaych, he was a Hungarian Rav, he, uh, uh, yeah, we'll see, as we'll see, uh, he's a big factor in uh, Mikvayas. So he has a lot of Svarim, Mikvayas and other stuff. So uh, in his, one of his Svarim, there's a letter from the Rav, known as the Weizenerov. The Weizenerov is a Tzvi Hirsch Meislish, he was from Weizen, and then he ended up in Chicago, for those who may be familiar with the history of Chicago. Uh, so the Weizen and Ruv wrote like this. This is what the Weizen and Ruv wrote to the helmets. It says, Menegea, what you printed in your Sefer Chelek Aleph, you printed a letter from your Rav, the, the Rav, the Rebbe of the helmets, was the Kashoyer, Shal Brach of Kashoy. So he printed, he printed a short letter there, Menegea, not the Sov that... Um, the Shal Brach writes that he told the Shinover, the Shinover is Bechaskal Halberstam, the son of the Divri Chaim, also uh, is considered a Choshever Rav and Rabbah. He told the Shinover that in his Kehila, Kashoy, or wherever he was at the time, which was in the region of the Chsam Sefer, which we really should respect the Psakim of the Chsam Sefer, he made a Mikvashlishis. He didn't want to rely on the Chsam Sefer, you have two Mikvahs, then you have Nasan and Samnapulsa. He made a third Mikvah, three Bayas. And so the first reaction of the Shinover was, nah, he didn't like it. Because in Russish Poilin, relates to the whole uh, history of Russia and Poland, but he calls it Russish Poilin, you have Mikvais like this from Mechsam Seifer, and Big Tzadikim were born from these Mikvais. So uh, you're starting up with Mechsam Seifer, you're starting up with all these communities and all the Tzadikim that are born from Mechsam Seifer's Mikvais. So uh, Shal Brach was taken aback. Then the Shinover told him, nah, and every tzaddik has a mother and the Ramam has a yeshiva lamayla, and he doesn't allow, he doesn't accept as a Talmud, you don't get admitted to the Ramam's yeshiva and the yeshiva shalmayla if you're born from a mikveh that had not also an asnason. Asnason. Yeah? So that's what Tibshal Brach wrote, wrote in that letter to his Talmud, the Hamad, sir, in the 30s. Uh, so uh, the Weizner writes that my relative, Asher Steinmetz of Bereksas, who wrote a sefer from a called Mikveh Yisrael, 
So he also has the same thing, has a variation of this that has happened with him also, that he also made a mikvah shlishis, and he also wasn't sure if it was the right thing to be machmed with some sefer, and he spoke to the shinover, and the shinover said, I don't know why, in Russia you have all the gedol mikdashim, heinames, that the Ramam doesn't allow someone into his yeshiva if you're born from this mikvah. So, uh, so, and this is my, my relative, the, the Benigshazer, he says, it seems like, that he really meant the last thing. From the kasher, it sounds like the main reaction of Shinnifer was the first thing, of why you talk about Nachman. The Benigshazer says, it seemed to him that the main thing was the, the, the safer. The first thing he said was, because you come to the Shinnifer and say, I'm being chayshish against the safer, so you have to say something to stand up for the safer. But Mila uh, Yirtza, so ultimately, that's surely the uh, more compelling uh, statement of the Shinnamar. So uh, why is the writer uh, bringing this up in this letter? He says that you, the helmets are more me than in Taras Hamayim. For some reason, a lot of these, uh, they call it Taras Hamayim. We're talking about Taras Hamayim of Telushka. And uh, he, he's, he's with Sainte Dafrish Zion. I was in the previous edition, in the editions we have, you can look it up, it's on page Resh Samach. That Rav Telushkin attacks the uh, this quote b'shem the shenever in a ha'ada there and very sharply Rav Tolishkin says that it's dvarim she'enim kadoim le'omer could you say such a thing uh, I believe that the divri chaskal the shenever never said any such thing and someone probably heard you know rumors and now the helmetzer is all offended because Tolishkin is uh, dismissing this quote meanwhile the helmetzer is rav is rav the Kashai wrote that it happened with him. So, Chutzmah, uh, he says, My rabbi, you understand, your rabbi was Marbet's Torah, your Shemayim, the thousands of Tamidim, and, and how can Tulish can uh, react like that to, to what he said? So he says, Zebara, the Taras Mayim, Loi Hikir, Vaulay Loi Shoma Klau, my rabbi Hagoyne now. Zabin Taras Mayim certainly didn't know your rabbi of Kashai, you probably never even heard of him. So that's why he reacted the way he did. He doesn't know who, he, who he's dealing with over here. And uh, I can use the same language against him. What he wrote is not Kedai Lehi Omer. You say, Hashem should forgive him for saying what he said. Because you can't start off with the Pshol Brach like that. And the Iker Maimer, I have other uh, Shmuas and other Gersais of this Shmuas. He says, I heard from my Mekiris that actually happened with the Tzantar himself. Divrei Chaim was in Kraka. And uh, he met Shimon Seifer, who was the Av based in Kraka. Shimon Seifer was one of the sons of the Chsam Seifer, and he ended up in Kraka. And they were talking about this issue of Venatos uh, and And the Divri Chaim said straight to Shimon Seifer's face that the Ramam is not going to allow anyone in his Heichel if he's born from this mikvah. And Shimon Seifer said, uh, Well, let me tell you something. I was born from my father, Chsam Seifer's mikvah, so, you yeah, know, thought you should know that. <laughs> that's that's the version that uh, he cites. He says, okay, I heard another version of it that he says from different Makaitis, different Hungarian, the Deja, Dushinsky, that uh, he was in Shinova, the Shinova showed him and he got a letter which, directly from Shimon Seifer. Shimon Seifer wrote to David Haskell, I heard that you're fighting against the mikvah of uh, Mik Shaman. You should know that I was born from my father's mikveh. So he wrote it in a letter directly to the Debbie Haskell that someone was there when the letter was there. That's the whole bitter that uh, the writes of makes. And he says, I, the Tadis Mayim, Tainas there in the Sefer, that I talk him that I was going to be Machmed and people that disagree with him. 
And uh, what about all the Rishonim? And uh, he doesn't quote, but sort of flush comments. What about all these Rishonim that are matir uh, not What about Esvehev Basufa? That don't we all agree in the end? Aren't we all uh, happy ever after? So, right, and Rav says, in my opinion, it's not a kasher. You see in Yavamis, the, the Mishnah says, Oh, Bisham and Bisil, they had a machlekasin over Arias, and they still made Shadokhim, it was beautiful. And uh, the Gemara says, oh, yeah, what about when it's actually Negea, when they have the actual issue of Mamzeris? <laughs> in that case, they would tell them, oh, this person was born from this uh, Indian, and then this hill would be Paytish. So uh, so what do you see? Their friendship is friendship, up to a certain point. But uh, then when it comes to this, if someone's going to be born, if I, if I hold that someone who's born from this is puzzle, I'm not making a shit up with this person. Say, Bazai. Same would go if you're born for a pasal mikveh, come zagan, not a problem to say based on Gemara that he won't let you into his yeshiva. But then he wants to tie in a bachlal that the whole back and forth was never even about some savior's mikveh. That all the statements about not going into the Ramam, that's if you mamash are not cheshish at all for not to someone else and so. But some savior tying it bad to know what he was doing. There was a solution to not someone else and so. So I don't believe that they were saying that about some safer. That would be talk, uh, pretty upsetting to say. So that's what the writes in enough time is over there. He goes on at uh, more barichas over there. And we find, so back to the point we're making though, that, uh, sorry, that, that was just the, the point there was just to say that the yeah, some safer being Mekel here and the being Machmer and vice versa. So it doesn't, uh, you can, you have these statements, you have these general, very general sounding statements that we try to be Yates, the Kaladeus, but then when it comes down to practice, you find that uh, each Paisik has his cases where Ladafki uh, is being Mahmoud. We find this by the Rabbeim also, that it depends on the, on the issue. Sometimes, if it's Bidiyavid Mamash, like the idea of Marek, that, you know, Bidiyavid, you shouldn't uh, necessarily delay going to Mikvah. We found what the, with Ebra Shab, we saw that. When it came to traveling in the Nohar, the Rav wrote to Rabbi Shab, and he's being matter, uh, this day, right? So Rabbi Shab said, oh, not so fast. We also, the Shiva said, the Tzemach Tzedek that we've uh, learned here, where the Tzemach Tzedek says, okay, but the Yavid, do this, do that. So you have Mamash but you have cases where it's sort of like an ongoing but like we it was mentioned there at one point that uh, it's not like they're rushing to build Mikvars, Baragabi, Bur, wherever Anash were, not even over here. It took uh, decades till they built one over here. So, uh, you know, you're writing a chapter saying that you have to mach call a day or else the children look, and, you know, look right here. Clearly, it's not being taken it to, to that extent ourselves. And even the Chathil, if you look, you'll see, if you go through every single thing Rabbi said about Mekvayas, you'll find that there are shittas that uh, we're not following. It's not called shittas Shabbat Mamish. In conclusion of this uh, discussion, I just want to point out another interesting discussion related to this. There's a uh, Someone today's name is Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sofer. He's the anical of Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sofer from Iraq, who is the, the Kafa Chaim. So he has the same name. So he has a lot of interesting discussions in his Svarim. Uh, I believe my impression is that he has he has a bit of an independent streak from uh, Ravada Yosef. And I believe I've seen the, the Svarim of Ravada Yosef's children that they sometimes, you know, push back and attack Rabbi Yaakov Chaim Sofer for different things. Anyway, in the Sefer Shalem Yaakov, which is one of his many Sfarim, he has a chapter about Sfarim, of course, one of the big issues is always from the Kabul, Hayrois, of Moran, of the Mechav, Reisosef, right? So the question is, what about in Inyani Evan Ezer? So he has a whole chapter, and it starts there, the whole discussion, 
uh, springs from a, a big klal written by Rabbi Yamtev Al-Ghazi, who we actually uh, got to know in the last year about the totally different issue. So Rabbi Al-Ghazi has Shal Tshuva Simchas Yamtev. So I'll quote the Shaila there because it's a little interesting. He says, there's a woman, a toivold, beis, adr, beis, tough kuf, mem, vav. 1786. And the, the, the women who uh, apparently, you know, you had a lot of families and people so just living and sleeping all together. So the women who uh, sleep with her in the same house, they swore by their uh, Jewishness. That's, uh, you know, to like emphasize that what they're saying is true. That two nights after her Leil Tvila, which apparently was everyone's business, um, that husband was perished from her play pachat hamagefa was magefa going on, and he split from her. It's uh, a new one, right? Instead of uh, you know sticking with the family, he split from the family, and he didn't come back to sleep at all. And this woman, she continued sleeping among all the women who were sleeping together. And then a few days later, Yudalit of other bays. The woman left the house and she was quarantined in a chatzar with the women. And the husband was quarantined in another chatzar with the men who made a hasger, the shmirim and amagefa. And through this hasger, like karav zel so they were not, they certainly had no uh, chance of being together after that. And then the husband died and they didn't have any children. And he has one brother who's six or seven, one of those situations. And this woman, though, she was pregnant. And about eight months later, Vav Cheshvan Tafkufem Zayin, she gave birth. And everyone who was there, because right there, everyone's hanging around, so they all looked at the child and they said, Yatzachai Vishalem, it was complete. It's not like it was, uh, it looked like it was premature. But after eight days, the child passed away. So that's one of these, like I said, one of these classic uh, situations with uh, Chalitza. And uh, there's one aide who says, that the Baal told him actually a month before, then Adar Aleph, he told him my wife is pregnant. So now the question is, what's the, does she, is she, does she need chalitz? Does she have to wait till this child grows up or not? That was the question. Now the main discussion there is, he wasn't, if it's Count Madar Beis, he was not born in Tes Chadashim, it's Eid Chadashim. And he didn't live 30 days. If you had one or the other, we'd be in a better situation, but here you have neither. Now, part of the discussion touches on the fact that Abaya has this word of piek umes, that if you see that a child sort of dies like this, like he yawns and dies, there's nothing else to it, that that is a sort of a simon, sort of a proof that the child was a nephil, that he died so easily. And then you have smakaitis that are marchiv, it's not only piek umes, even chala umes, even if you know, he seemed okay and then he fell ill, if it's within 30 days, it's also considered a simon that it's a nephil, even though there's no other simon. However, the Rif and the Rambam don't mention the whole Piekumais, that whole thing. So that mashma, that the Rif and the Rambam don't hold like a bayah. So on this, Rubyant Magazi writes, the lake Kaimalan Kabaya, even though modern seems to be going in this Mahalach. So we should be Makal. Because uh, the child was born healthy and there's no Piekumais, so we don't we don't hold the Piekumais Khalumais. But mikomakim kvar yedua the leinian iser erva the gitin the kiddushin the yibum bachalitza actually anunayim lispois kolachomrei shal kolapoiskim we actually don't uh, we're not beholden to modern to the mechaber lekula we actually are machmer uh, all the like all the poiskim the lahakol in a nuyachelam last set of modern it's only it's only a chomrei you can't go against modern lahakol so this is the first source for this klal 
that you know supposedly is the sheet of the Svardim. And as Yaakov Chaim Sefer describes there and from his Mayim Akhaimis, this turned instantly into the official Shita of the Paiskab in Eretz Yisrael. He lived in Eretz Yisrael, Rilva Gazi, and also other countries nearby. It's only all of a sudden, after he wrote that, all of a sudden you see this class spreading through all their Shuvas. They all say, oh, you can never be Mekel according to Maran if it's an issue of uh, Erva, Kedushin, Gerushin, Yibim Chalitza. It goes on nearby, Yechus. And then, he comes, he quotes from a rabbi by the name of Chaim Avram Gagen, who is Be'arach, the generation of Tzanach Tzedek. Uh, he was also Rishon Tzion, after, you know, uh, maybe a hundred years or more or less after Rotev uh, al In his Shalas and Shuvah's Chaim, he was asked regarding a mikveh where there were two bayras and there was a hole, and the hole had a Dovra Mekabal Tumah. They closed with the Dovra Mekabal So he quotes one Rav who wanted to say that, uh, you're going to say that it's Zeichlin because when it's open, the, the mikveh fills up and overflows, but the mikveh holds Memsa up. So, das, ruba, dirabvasa, according to most paiskim, uh, if there's a zechila from the mikveh, but the mikveh always holds 40 sars, the zechila isn't a problem. I, the Ramah, and Shulchan Aruch says, the yesh machmirim. That's what I wanted to say. That's just machmirim to close it, to try to stop the zechila. But maybe you could put a dabra on a kabbal tumah. Maybe the Ramah would be made, and he turned into like a, a triple suffix, right? You know, as far as the person we're into making sex makers and triple makers. Do we hold like this one? Do we hold like that one? We don't know. So, Avram uh, Chaim Gagan responds and says that uh, after asking Mechila uh, from you, for after asking my Mechila, you're wrong. How can you make svekas when you have a clutter psak? Because the mechaber, when it comes to havoyas hamikveh with davar hamikabel if it's mamish, you're making the mikveh with davar hamikabel tuma. That's in sifkam chas paskin like the rosh that uh, has to be shleib with davar hamikabel tuma. Now I think well, that was one of the svekas that I wanted. Do we pass like the rosh? Do we not? What do you mean? Do we pass like the rosh? It's clear. Modern. And when it comes to meniyas apisul, preventing uh, psul like here. You have Sifnun and Sifnun. Weiter, it says, the Mechaber writes, Bistam, like the Shita, that you should not be saying with the Dabra Mechabot So what are you going to say? The one thing that the Maron was matter is that, according to the Mechaber, if there's 40 Sa'ah, then we don't care about Zechila, that the, the, the Zechila isn't the problem. However, the, the Ramah is Machmer, and he quotes Rabbi Yantav Al-Ghazi. Yantav Al-Ghazi wrote in that Tshuva, you do it, the Yisrael ever be getting the Chayetzei, where Tevis all the Chomeres, only the Hakko you can go against tomorrow. Tevazai, ha, ha. So that's what the back of Chaim Sefer is doing. He has a separate section, like what else is considered part of uh, Erva. So, right, he wrote, Yantav Al-Ghazi wrote, Kedushin, Gerushin, even Manchalitza. And now you have this Chaim of Ram Gagan saying, he said, B'davish of Erva, Me'ach Shekach, Misam Pela Adam, who are you to make a svek sveka on things that Maran already passed If Maran is machr because bein ba'avayas hamikveh, bein b'meniel apsul, and even about the memsarah, the Ramah is machmer. And we just said that Yontif Al Ghazi said the be'isa erva and utayvsin kolchum. This him kain gam be'inyan taras hamikveh chashem isur erva letar isha lebaylam isur kares. So all of a sudden he's expanding it now to mikvayas also. Which Rekhab Chaim Sefer brings other Mechaitis after that, who also seem to agree to that idea. 
So that's just an interesting uh, topic related to this question of Ari Machma, Ari Nat, and how Chaim of Ramagagan took it to the extreme that it's considered Dara Sheba Erva, you should be Machmer, Kedas, Kol even against the Machab of Shofana. But that's the long Hakdama. I want to get back just briefly to the to begin the topic that I wanted to actually discuss. Just I'm going to mention one marker, and we'll we'll leave the rest for part two. So in the recent generations, once uh, plumbing became widespread, so it seems that around the year 1900, that's when the Sfarim start discussing this question. So in Europe already you have the Marsham. You have the Beis Yitzchak, you have the Imre Yosher that discuss it. I'm not going to get into it because I want to focus more on uh, America. The Archa Shulchan, there's Archa Shulchan, similar to Aleph, Sif Kuf Samach Tes. He mentions the Pashtas, Mamish, like very casually, that uh, you can use the plumbing and just make sure that the, the, the pipe is right. But it's not clear to what extent it actually caught on and was widespread in Europe itself. There's also a, a corresponding, a parallel discussion going on by the Svardim, and uh, I'll mention that later in part two when we, get, when we get to discussing how this issue actually just came back up again earlier this year. But uh, in the United States, it seems like it really spread far and wide to the extent that it seems like it turned into the standard in the United States. However, it's not like we have ton of data from a ton of places. I'm sure more research might turn up more information if it's even possible to still research and find out what things were like 75 years ago, etc. Now, generally, when it comes to this topic, I'm relying a lot on an article written by someone by the name of Yossi Azos, Azos seems to belong to some kind of like a liberal Sfardi group that. Part of their thing is that they don't, uh, you know, even if you have certain yesidus and like basic halach uh, ala the way halach is practiced today, you have a certain uh, certain schnitt among the svarim that say that oh, our price came hundred years ago, loved after they were macabre, these basic you know, electricity and shabbos things like that. So um, that seems to be kind of the background where he's coming from with this article and why he sort of wrote it up. He's in essence being very sympathetic to uh, this practice. In the United States. That's not the reason why uh, I'm going through it. It's just I think it's an interesting topic. So I, I did rely a lot on his research. Mm-hmm. Also, other articles that touch on issues relating to this. So the first mocker that I saw is from the year Tafresh Nunchas, 1898, which is pretty early uh, in Eastern European uh, immigration to the United States. 1890s is relatively the beginning of when the big uh, immigration started. The first, I Stam, uh, the first uh, the first Chosh of Lubavitchers, someone asked once, so who were the first Lubavitchers to settle in the United States and when did they come? The first ones came in during the 1890s, uh, early, mid, late 1890s. The first Chabad Beis Medrash maybe is from a few years earlier, the late 1880s. So this is, Tavish Chas 1898 is pretty early on with this. So in that year, there's a safer printed in the United States called Mikveh Yisrael, as we shall see, as we've seen, there are a lot of Sfarma McVoyas that are called Mikveh Yisrael. So this is, the idea of this Sefer was, there was another collection where he has the Dinim and the Pnim, the basic Dinim of Mikveh and the Pnim, with a short Pirish and a long Pirish, like you find with a lot of Sfarma McVoyas. So this Sefer, Mikveh Yisrael, is printed by, it says in the Sharblat, Tzvi Grodzenski, Tzvi Hirsch Grodzenski, he's related to Rav, the Kilas Kredesh Amaha, 
Back then also you had many more uh, Jew- Orthodox Jewish communities spread through all kinds of cities throughout the United States. A lot of them disappeared. So he was at off in Omaha. Uh, it was printed, yeah, Omaha, Nebraska. Uh, it was printed in a Jewish press, uh, Jewish printing press in Chicago. There's actually a, sort of a haskama from a Bitzel Specter who was still alive then. Not, you know, it's the kind of askama where it says, I don't write askamas and I didn't read your safer, but it's still worth something. Anyway, so, uh, <laughs> so, uh, and Matryosh Krasinski is, uh, you know, if you want to find out more about him and other abundant from that era, there's a website, uh, kvarm.com, that has a lot of uh, you know, basic facts about a lot of these early American abundant and where they're buried and things like that. Um, so this safer is actually considered a relatively serious safer in the Tchum HaMikvayas, and you'll find it still quoted today in various form. So if you look in Anaf Shlishi, the third chapter, which deals with the dinner of Shovim, and Se'evav, this is what he writes. The context there is discussing Sifdal and Shulchanara, about the Nemanos of a guy, of a Yid, that whole issue. This is what he writes. Umikvayas Shalonu, our Mikvayas, Hanasim Poibim Dina Sina, that are done in this country, the water that comes from the river through pipes, through plumbing. And in fact, most of the city has no other source of water. The only source of water is tap water. He adds on the side, back in 1898, you may still have had a well in your yard, but uh, they only use it for laundry. And there's no tercha, because all, all you need to do is, the mikveh, is open the faucet. What's the tercha? That's all you have to do. So uh, so then there's no chash, even if it belongs to a guy. Because what's the guy going to do? He's, he's not going to open the faucet. He's going to go uh, down to the river and bring buckets. I mean, it's uh, now the mikveh are made straight from the faucet. Uh, that's the only possible way anyone normal would uh, think of filling the mikveh. So he's not even discussing the question of uh, how it's mutter. It's mamash of pashtos that it changes the whole din of namanos that uh, there can never be a problem with your mikvah. The next sefer, I'm not going to, well, I'll stop by introducing, I'll conclude by introducing the next mucker, which we can discuss in part two. There's a sefer, May Gava which actually is not mainly about McVoice, it mainly just has uh, droshes and whatever, from someone by the name of Rav Gedalia, Rabbi Chiel Halperin, Migeza, Baal Sidra it says this all in the Sharablat, and he writes in the Sharablat that he was a Rav in Toledo, Ohio, Fort Worth, Texas, Portland, Oregon, and now uh, when the safer is being printed, uh, he's in Seattle, Washington. This is printed in the year Adaras, 1914, printed in uh, New York, so, like I said, mostly Drushim, but on page 50 and on, there's actually a Shiloh Otshuva Bedvar Mikveh. And this is maybe the first argument, the first disagreement that came up where there was a back and forth about Mikveh in Seattle, Washington. And there's actually a Chalbav Chirov, one of those who came, maybe the earliest the one who came in the 1890s. And uh, we'll discuss the details yeah. and the other Mikveh in part two. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.